our 11 year old daughter, the queen, has been bothering me for quite some time to color her. Yeah, hair. where did that come from? She, I don't know why she wanted to. She's do 11. It. Yeah. That's working. Yeah. Um, and I, she wanted a color. She wanted a drastic color, blue. She picked blue, mm. um, which is better than gold. Her favorite color is gold, and you know it's a real struggle to try to get your hair gold. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been on the hunt for a temporary hair color. Okay. And we finally found one. Every time we try a new store, we look for a temporary blue. I'm not ready to do permanent. So we found one, and we went ahead and purchased it. So now she's been bugging me. It's time, it's time, it's time. And I keep putting her off for this reason or that reason. What do you mean? You don't want your 11-year-old <laughs> daughter to have permanently blue-colored hair? <laughs> I mean... That seems un-American. No, some, some people are down for that, and that's fine. And uh, yes, I, you I, would, I, yeah, You do you, friends. You do Absolutely. You. you know, if this gets to be a thing that we're doing frequently, I'm probably going to start looking into a more permanent feel for it. Okay. Um, the actually, and that being said, the leaf, our nine-year-old daughter wants a faux hawk. She wants a femme hawk. That's the word I'm looking for. She wants a femme hawk. She wants a feminine looking mohawk. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen some on people that she's very much admired and you know what? I'm okay with it. Yeah. Hair can be cut. Hair can grow. Hair can grow back. Hair can Mm. be dyed back. Um, my one hold up is my sister's wedding is coming up very soon Hmm. and I respect my sister enough that she wants her wedding pictures to look a certain way. I wanted my wedding pictures to look a certain way. What I mean, wedding pictures with your eleven-year-old daughter not having blue hair—that seems wrong. okay. So that's the thing, and we talked about that. That uh, the nine-year-old has frequently in her life had pixie haircuts. Okay. Yeah. And my sister said, "Yeah, that's a normal haircut for her. You want to go pixie? Yes, fine. But let's not make the first time she gets a femme hawk right before the wedding." Okay, yeah. Which so I understand. So you got to wait a couple more weeks. Yeah. And, you know, we can schedule it for the day after the wedding as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so we went temporary with the blue hair dye. and It's a royal blue. It's like a it's very bluey blue. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's almost purple. Yeah, it's almost purple. Blue. And, and friends, I come home from work and, yeah, it, there's blue everywhere. When you say you murdered a Smurf... Uh, it wasn't that you murdered a Smurf. It was that you slit the Smurf's throat. And let it bleed out. <laughs> flipped I mean, it upside I, down. Yeah. Let it bleed Spin out. It and then circles. you sat in a bath with the Smurf's Just blood. Just blood everywhere. <laughs> Just Smurf blood everywhere. Just bathe in the yeah. blue blood mm-hmm. of a Smurf. Oh, there's the episode title. <laughs> Bathing in the blue blood of a Smurf. It's a little great long. band name. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, come in, listen, enjoy. It's time for Shut Up. I love you. <laughs> By DNR. Thank you so much for finding us. Uh, this show is about uh, DMB, kind of. Um, let's say life. And us, all of us, everyone. My name is David. I put the D in DNR, and this is Rachel. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning, David. How was your week? I mean, I'd say fine. Yeah, it was a fine, normal week. I am tired, actually, exhausted. Uh, I, I Like, one part of softball is done, and now I'm moving on to the next one. So, uh, yeah, it, but definitely I'm counting the days. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Folks, I'm so close to being done. Uh, thank you, friends, for finding us and hanging out with us. Wherever you are right now in life, we uh, we appreciate that you you take the time to spend that with us. Uh, we are grateful, beyond grateful. It, it means the world to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We just can't say it enough. Please uh, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, anywhere you download podcasts, free. Always free. Free forever. From here on out to the end of time, we will be free. Um, wait a minute. That was not a political statement. It kind of felt political. It did. <laughs> we will be free. We will be free. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, please uh, rate, review, subscribe. It would mean the world to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We don't ask for much, um, but yes, a little rating, a little review, or a little subscription. Uh, thank you. We uh, we are grateful. Let's just start there um, with uh, all the, the the things that happened this week. There was definitely a, a, a plenty of things to talk about, but uh, one of the lighter things, one of the happier things, one of the things that brought us probably a lot of joy, not probably, there was definitely a lot of joy there, was a, a 10 minute uh, a 10 minute visit, would you say? No, like it 20. was, it, yeah, it was more than 10. And a, there was actually a hike in there. Yeah, we, we went, <laughs> we went on a hike. Do we get to call it that? Yeah, we, uh, friends, we, we had our friends with the at Tailgate Caravan group, uh, Kevin and Christine. They were driving through City Minor, or sorry, City, City Major. Major. And they were driving through, and they were like, hey, guys, uh, what are you doing? And we were like, yes, come on by. Yeah. You know, and we socially distanced. and Together. Uh, together. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, uh, yes, uh, we're, I'm grateful that we are living in a world where um, that our uh, friends, our beautiful friends, stop by and were thinking of us. We've talked about before how we have a waterfall by our house. Have we talked about this? I thought we have. I don't know that we have. Oh. um, No, I don't know that anybody knows about the waterfall. Oh. Well, guys, we have a waterfall. We don't personally own a waterfall. No, it's not on our property. It's not our waterfall. And but, it's yes, not that we can really see it from our property because no. it's in a canyon, in a ravine, in a gully, in a... Yeah. I mean, you said all the things. Okay. Um, so we can see a hillside. Yes. And we can see that there's a space of... It looks like nothing. Yes. From our property. But if you go to um, the ravine entrance... Yes. You oh. can follow a trail... Yeah, we are lucky enough to live behind a state park. And in this park, there's a 25-foot waterfall Yeah, that um, is pretty much our backyard. And um, we were, when we moved to City Major, we kind of went um, like fingers on a circle on a map and like, eh, we're going to move here. Yeah. And we found this house and we were like, ah, we this can afford is, it. Yeah. Let's just live here. That's you know? a nice house. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's nice enough. Yeah. And so finally, after all the rigmarole of, is that a word? Rigmarole. It's a couple words. Yeah. Uh, after all of that, uh, finding a place and uh, moving from your old place to your new place or whatever, you, you know, we get the house and we, we finally buy it and we're sitting at the table. And the lady we're buying it from, she goes, oh, you guys bought the house because of the waterfall. And we're like, what? There's a waterfall? What do you mean? <laughs> what? That what? sounds scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's like, yeah, there's a, a big 25-foot waterfall like right behind the house. You guys had to know that. Nope. No, we're not from this area. <laughs> no, didn't know. No clue. And I, I think it, maybe it was like three days later after we signed the papers to own the house, we, we moved in. And uh, when we moved in, uh, we would like, hey, let's go take a walk. And then sure enough, we took a walk and there was There's a waterfall. A waterfall, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you can definitely call it a waterfall. There are times when it's not very rainy that it's just kind of a trickle. Yeah. Um, and there's times when it's heavy rain that mm. you hear it and you know it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, we like nature. We like being in the outdoors and being close to a state park was definitely an advantage. And then um, it's kind of a hidden gem mm-hmm. because it's not a, a big... There's not a lot of signs. Yeah, nobody knows yeah, it's there. Yeah, people don't really, unless you live in the neighborhood, you don't really know yeah. it's there. So when people do, we're lucky enough that people stop by, even if it is for a, a hot second. Yeah, 10 minute uh, little visit as they're passing through. You're like, hey, do you, do you guys like waterfalls, right? And everybody's like, 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like waterfalls? <laughs> Who doesn't like a good quality waterfall? But especially since we're trying not to breathe each other's air. Yeah. It's, you know, this was a good outdoor yeah. mm-hmm. excuse. Yeah. So we went and we took a little 10 minute hike and we went and seen a waterfall and we got to chat with our friends before, while they were traveling through. So uh, thank you at Tailgate Caravan for stopping by uh, and saying hi to us. And, and friends, please reach out if you're passing through City Major. We would love to say hi and uh, chit chat with you too. As maybe well. show you a waterfall and maybe maybe we would show you a waterfall too as well um, but friends please make sure you're uh, talking to those guys reaching out um, uh, summer love signs are still available we have uh, quite a few with us but go to those guys and uh, and and grab a couple or two or seven because um, I think uh, that that's still that thing is still happening and once we get out of uh, our uh, quarantine of death uh, we would well it's the quarantine of life oh it's the quor- quarantine of life yeah. Yeah. if you don't quarantine you will have death yes that sounds correct okay yeah uh, but when we get done doing that thing we, we plan to bring the summer of love back uh, I hope open we'll need it, it up concerts yeah I, we'll even people that don't go to as many concerts as we go to and we do things other than the Dave Matthews band. That's just our favorite number one. Mm-hmm. Um, even people who like maybe once a year, they'll, oh, I'm in the mood for a concert. Let's see who's mm-hmm. coming through in the next month. Yeah. Um, they're even saying, I'm ready for just outdoors yeah. and music and people and festivities. Yeah. Let's go yeah. see Elvis Costello. Sure. Is he still around? I think so. I don't know. But I mean, he's like a pretty big following. There's a lot of people. He, I mean, he plays the piano wonderfully. Um, who else? Uh, who's the guy that you like? That's Harry Connick Jr. Oh, I would definitely go see him. Yeah, you are in love with that guy. I mean, have you ever listened to him sing? I mean, he's actually pretty good. Yeah. He's okay. He's so funny, too. Yeah. He's a very personable person. <laughs> He's a personable person, David. And he plays all the instruments, too. He plays a lot of instruments, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's very really good. good. Yeah. But thank you to At Tailgate Caravan. They're beautiful people. Thank you for stopping by and saying hi and dropping off some beautiful beer. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm not a beer drinker. I definitely did. You know, I, I have to at least drink one of these. Um, David drank the... Well, he hasn't drank all of the other seven yet. We got... An eight pack, two four packs, um, but we—he's the beer drinker. But I couldn't pass this one up, and we sat and drank a beer, and we're yes. podcasting, and uh, uh, it's for a good cause. Yeah. So their their number one that they like to donate to is Nami. Yes. And uh, they were able to partner with a local brewery, Odd Logic Brewery, right, to uh, set up a. Um, a, a donation type yeah. beer. Yes. Yeah. A microbrew. It's called right. Stigma Crusher. And right. So, you know, it's, a, and yeah. So, so all the proceeds go mm-hmm. to the charity. Yes. Um, but yeah, they, they were able to set something and how cool is that? I yeah. mean, in an age where, Everybody's making their own beer and micro brews are a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Why not turn it into a charitable yeah. event? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's and it's such a good cause too, because uh, yeah, we should all be able to have the opportunity to talk about mental health openly and honest, and and have those honest conversations and not feel that it's dirty or it's a, uh, ooh, that's a stigma that you're not allowed uh, to talk about, that you're not feeling the best today. But, right, that's why they want to crush that stigma, stigma Mm. crusher that... Oh, is that where they got the name of the (gasps) Oh, my goodness. Um, But it is a serious thing. There are a lot of people in this world that have mental health issues. And whether they're small or big, it doesn't negate the fact that it's okay to talk about it and get help and talk to your friends and make people in your lives aware of what's going on inside your brain. And Mm -hmm. it's it's okay. A lot of people also suffer from some kind of mental illness. So, um, 
Parents Be Parents Show. It's, it's my my topic. Um, and I can't help but to think that, you know, parents are always being parents. And when it comes to your children, people get very, very weird. Yeah, what do you mean? Um, so I'm, I'm seeing this on the softball level. And um, friends, my youngest daughter... Uh, she plays softball and uh, probably plays at a pretty high level. Yes, yeah. in compare in comparison to the kids her age. Yeah, she is very good. She is very good. And um, subsequently, we have been asked to play on travel softball teams. Okay, a lot. Mm-hmm. And we um, fought it for a long time. You know, uh, you, I don't want my kid to get burnout on softball. Yes, she's good now. Uh, will she be good later? Well, not just that. Um, you you uh, have a child yes. do one repetitive motion mm-hmm. multiple times. And even if she's not a pitcher batting, you use those same muscles over and over. And if you don't train right... Um, you can hurt yourself. You can yeah. have a sports-related injury at age 12. Yes. And that's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, among among other reasons. Right. To, you know, burnout, children, child burnout, mm-hmm. um, money, dollars. It's super expensive to play a club sport like that or a uh, traveling sport. And... Um, yeah, and the time commitment. There's just such a huge time commitment involved with that. But, um, yeah, when we have said no for a long time, uh, people around us keep saying, oh, yeah, this is something we want to do. This is something we want to do. You know, we want our kid to get better. We we want our kid to, you know, hit that, hit that um, top tier of being a top tier player, uh, which I want my kid to be a top tier player. And she really is a top tier player. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I said, all the reasons below all the reasons, aforementioned reasons, I keep holding her back, you know? Uh, but this year I started entertaining the idea because, um, it's getting to the point where she's like not excelling. She's not getting better because she's um, the, I don't want to, and that's where I keep getting parents be parents, Joe, because I don't want to be the guy that says my kid is the best. She, I, she's not the best. She's the, the best in a small pond. Yes. We want to put her in a bigger pond so that she can learn and excel. You you get lazy when you're the best at something. Yeah. And she even said to me, I like when I hit the ball so far out, I only have to jog to first base. Because she yeah. knows she's only getting one base out of it. Yes. She can't pull a double or a triple. Yes. Because and of the... You age. shouldn't be jogging to first base regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of made me upset that... Uh, you're not being challenged enough. Yes. Which I'm hoping that, you know, next year, because she'd be aging up, that there would be more of a challenge for her. You know, maybe let's look into putting her into, like, what, you you know, you're pushing towards a program uh, where she's going to be challenged more. And that's, it makes it fun. If it's an easy win, it's not that fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have challenge. to work, yeah, if you have to work for it, and and once it becomes challenging, then yeah, I want her to play at that level. So, um, nevertheless, uh, parents coming coming to us saying, "Oh no, we want you to be part of our team," and then uh, I, of course, drag my feet because I don't know that I want to do this, and I go check other things, and I'm trying to make the best decision for our family. And, um, once I finally, you know, come back and be like, okay, fine, I'll do this. Um, the the opportunity isn't no longer there. Oh, well, we don't, we don't need, 
we the don't live. We, we already filled. took, we already took that kid. And where I say parents are being parents is one. I feel like I'm that parent now. I'm that parent going, well, you took this kid, you took that kid, and you didn't take my kid. And you're saying you're you have a team with all the best kids, but you took all these other kids and you didn't take my kid. Uh, that's not. Uh, but I don't want to be that parent. It's right in. You you backed off like you were upset, mm-hmm. but you backed off that uh, basically at this moment, um, tryouts are closed. Yeah. It doesn't mean tryouts are always closed. It's just for this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whereas there are people in our lives that they don't want to hear tryouts are closed, even for just this season. I'm willing to do the work now. Well, it's too it's too late. Yeah. The. The exam is over. Well, in well, the thing that really cheesed me off is there wasn't really an exam. It's all about paying money. Well, f- right, for the travel team. Yeah, for the travel teams. They just took the t- first the 10 first. Pe- the first ten people to willing to pay money. Right. And parents being parents, Joe, is they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll pay you money for my kid to, to be a Starbelly Sneech. I want my kid to be on this team and, and say that she is a select uh, travel player, even though my kid is an awful athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, I... I uh... Had a moment of that tonight. Okay. That we went to a batting cage. Yeah. And there was a parent there. Um, his his child is um, two, not two, uh, two or three years older than our child. Yeah. So they'll, like, our kids will never be on the same team. Yes. They'll always tear up, up. Yeah. at the same time. And they've paid for... Um, this training and that training, training and yeah. the specialist to come in and study this and they buy all these special equipment and yeah. all these things and they kind of they kind of saw it as a joke to say oh let's let Rachel's daughter come in and bat at your level yeah and see how it is and our daughter was doing better than her yes I mean significantly better and we've never paid anybody. Like we've shown her videos, we've talked to her about technique. Yeah. You know, that we we just practice with our kid. Yeah. Um, but you know, there there was definitely she has natural talent. Well, that too, yes. But also I'm not just trying to throw money at my kid and say, Oh, well, I bought you the best bat, now go hit the ball. Yeah. That's not how it works. Yes. You, you have to work for it. You have to try. Yeah. You have to practice. Yes. That you, you say it all the time. And I don't, like, I don't even have to finish it now. The kids know. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? <laughs> the, they, you, you just have to put the work in. Yes. It's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I was really proud of her. Yeah. Yeah, she did great. Both of our kids are doing great. And uh, yeah, and that's probably a testament to my uh, mentality where I, yeah, go work, go on the field, go throw, go, you know, you know, technique brings speed, technique brings power, Mm -hmm. technique brings, uh, you know, you want to be a good player, practice, have good technique, have good skill sets, you know. Um, work on the small things that make you a better player and um, and subsequently our children succeed at that thing because I teach them small little things to make them better athletes and or right. enhance their already athletic ability. You, know? you definitely um, I don't know like you're the batter whisperer the, I, don't, I don't know how I want to say that. And it, I even used one of your tricks and it worked <laughs> that you, and how you say it is just see the ball, eyes, eyes hit the ball. You hit the ball with your eyes, which sounds so funny. But when you think about it, you know, you have to watch the ball coming in. You have to yeah. keep your eyes on it the entire time as you're swinging the bat around. You have to see the ball hitting the bat. You don't look away. You don't look back at the pitcher or the first baseman. You don't close your eyes. Right. Or where you want the ball to go when you hit it. You watch the ball being hit just like everybody else. Yeah. Um, But you, you slow the ball down for them. You 
stand in front of the plate and you hold the ball up at the sweet spot and you put it right there and you say right here, look at this ball right here. Bring your bat around and hit this ball right at this spot. And then you walk back and you pitch it and they do it. And I did that this week. I had a girl who as much as we have practiced hitting Mm. when she's up to bat in a game she strikes out 100% of the time yes so I grabbed a ball and I held it right in front of the plate right at that sweet spot and I I looked at her and I said see it right here Mm -hmm. this is where you want to hit the ball this is the spot that you want to see the ball hitting the bat making contact and she hit for the rest of the game yeah. I was screaming. I was so happy. I asked the mom if I could give her a high five because I wanted to touch the kid. I, you know, that the, we're, I don't want to social distance. I want to give her a hug and swing her around in a circle. I was so happy. And it, and I had thought, how, how would David talk to her? How would David tell this batter what to do? She needs to see the ball. How mm. do I convince her to see the ball? Well, let her look at it. Let her look at it in the spot she needs to hit it at. She needs to see it at. And then it worked. Mm-hmm. You're like the batter whisperer. <laughs> um, no, I just bring it down to the smallest detail. Oh, yeah. You, just... you have an uncanny ability to explain things in a way that they need to hear it and they understand. Yeah, the smallest uh, focus on this one thing. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. I take everything out away. Don't listen to your mom. Don't listen to your dad. Don't listen to anything else that's happening right now. It's, it's just me. It's just you. It's just this ball mm-hmm. right here. You yep. know, that's yep. the only thing that matters, you know. Yep. And uh, once you start peeling away all those layers from them, because uh, they get cocooned up. They get, uh, you know, oh, I got to hit the ball hard. Mom wants me to get to second base. Dad's yelling at me to, you know, swing harder or look at the ball. And, you know, all of that stuff starts layering on, layering on top of the kid. And then I, I find a way to peel all those layers back. And just break it down to the smallest, simplest detail of the one thing that will help them in the right now. Right. Yeah. Right. The Right. You need to just not pay attention to any of the other stuff. Yes. And subsequently, I've done that with my kids enough now that their one, their, their layers are, um, They've seen me, the the small things that I talk to them about now, I'm running out of small things because they uh, have ingrained each one of those small things in their heads that they become uh, better uh, hitters now because of it. So Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're getting to the point where there's not much more you can teach them. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I I understand. That's the, and that's the dilemma that how long do you try to coach them versus giving them to a coach that's that's more advanced than you that mm. went to school to coach baseball. Yeah, or pay to start co- getting coached myself. Yeah. Yeah. So that you know, where where do we want to invest our time and money in mm. the parent or in the kid? The mm. yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I know this. These are tough decisions that we have to make in our lives. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And I, yeah, I want my daughter to have an opportunity to play a sport at the highest level. But where we are in city major, it is a major city, so competition is tough and fierce. You know, uh, but the cream always rises to the top. Agreed. You know, it always happens. Uh, but yeah, we got left out off of a a team. I was hurt. My feelings were hurt. Um, I kept just thinking in my head, parents, fucking parents, you know, uh, you know, it's all about paying money. It's all about doing this. It's all about doing that. And it's not about the real things. And I'm, and me, I have principles and like, Oh, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to, to, uh, you know, feel my way or, uh, help my community. I want everyone to be better. I want, I want us all to take step forwards together. And, um, in the end, I like, I'm struggling with, do I take care of my kids or do I take care of my community? 
because I am trying to take care of my community and everyone else is just taking care of their kid. You know, this is all I care about, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's there are a few other uh, coaches in mm. the organization that do want to that are doing it for the right reasons that want to take care of the community. Mm. Um, but you know, the of course that most most of the people are out for their own child. That's why they volunteered to do this in the first place. Mm. You guys aren't getting paid to be coaches. Yeah, this is voluntary work. You don't want to volunteer your time. If it's for somebody else's kid, you want to volunteer your time for your own kid. Yeah, but I, I think making my community better is for my children. Yeah, uh, in the long run, yeah. Yes. Long game. Long yes. game. Yes. Not many people think about that. Yes. I always feel like I want to play the long game. Yeah. In the, uh, saying these words, like, what, what do you fill in when, uh, when you say these words? My kid is the best at playing softball. My kid is the smartest kid in the school. My kid, like, when you start getting to those points where you are bragging on your child, I, like, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Right? Uh, uh yeah. Yeah, no. The, we, we're, we definitely try to stay... As absolutely humble as possible with that yes. stuff. Yes. Um, and it's and I was in a position where I'm like mad because my kid is better than all of these other kids, and I'm going, oh, I'm just like them. I am just like them. And the last thing I want to be is just like them. I want to be better than them. I want to be, I don't want to say better than, but I want to rise above. I don't want to fall into the same trap because there what, you go. Yeah. You don't want to lower yourself down. Yeah. You know, cause my, my kids will be better. I mean, obviously my kids are doing pretty well with whatever I am doing. So I'm doing something right with them right now. And, uh, I want to change it. Because it's not, I don't feel like it's enough. And I'm going, ugh, ugh, that feels gross. That feels gross. Because whatever I'm doing is pretty okay. Yeah. Um, when it comes, when it comes to coaching softball, um, you have definitely had multiple people request for you to be their kid's coach again. Because... You don't lose your cool, and you're very encouraging, and you teach them a lot of things, um, and they are always seem like they want to help, and they're mm -hmm. very grateful yes. because you are providing a service for free, yeah. basically. The, I feel very inspiring, inspired when I'm out there on the field, so that in, inspiration... Um, uh, is transcendent on other people or and as well as the kids. The kids get inspired to play softball. The girls come back and say, wow, we had fun uh, doing this thing that you've taught us to do, and they keep doing it. Hmm. So much so that we've had, I've had uh, travel teams now come in and start poaching my players. Start taking, oh, you, you've you trained some really good players. We want to start taking them. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, there's, there's players that want to stay with you, though, because yeah. they, the parents see and know it's, they're, they're going to lose that coach, they're going to lose you as a coach if they leave. Yeah. You, and you know, there's definitely loyalty there, which shows me that you're doing something right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the definitely is tough at age nine. Yeah. Do we really want to do this? And the, it, what is it like once a month you're traveling out of state oh, every do... other month and it doesn't ha it's not necessarily out of state right i mean you're the the softball tournaments that um the travel teams play in 
you're traveling far enough that you're staying in a hotel room. Sometimes, yeah. Most of the time. Sometimes, not all the time. You're correct. Not all the time. Um, and that's that's just the part that I I struggle with, that my time feels so precious as it is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to dedicate all of that to one child. I have two children. Mm-hmm. And as, as much as the tree practices and tries, and she is a great player, she just doesn't have the passion for softball like the leaf does. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know that the leaf has the passion for softball. Right, and that's a struggle. She, When she's out there and playing, yeah, that's what she wants to do, and she has so much fun. It's convincing her to put down the stupid video game long enough to go play, mm-hmm. and then she's happy. Um. So, which I feel like that's a parental thing. That's on us. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, she's a kid. She wants to play video games. She doesn't get to do that all the time. So that's, that feels precious to her. Um, But she, I think that she likes it. I I really do. And I think think she likes being good too. Yeah. Yes. Um, Who wouldn't? Yeah. But, right, we don't want her to get to the point where she's burnt out, where she's resentful. You know, this isn't my dream. This is your dream. Hmm. And, no, it's not my dream for you I, to play softball. Yeah, but I want her to, I want to foster or give her an, like, she has natural talent. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I'm, like, oh, I'm supporting this thing you're doing because you're actually really good at it, kid. You're yeah. kind of really good. Yeah. And other people see that she's really good. Yeah. You know? We want to give you the best opportunity. Yeah. To do, to be the best, to do mm. the best thing. Oh, dang it. I think you convinced me. I don't know. Oh, did I unconvince you? No. Like, during just... this conversation, we switched. <laughs> we switched. It was the polar switch. <laughs> it happened it right now. Yeah. yeah. So, um, c- communication, and it, this kind of goes back to parents being parent, Joe. Um, so, it's so easy for people to miscommunicate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's so simple. So it even happened to us. You pointed out with our tailgate caravan folks, right? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Mis, the miscommunication <laughs> there. Yeah, which yeah. they don't know. Yeah, I don't know. that. Like, <laughs> I didn't realize. So um, they were uh, uh, the, the beer. Yeah. Was a cost. Yes. Yeah, and um, it was like, whatever, 20 bucks a four pack right which is fine um so i was like yeah just mark us down for four and it was just yeah just, it was bucks, more than I'll get novelty four beers. yeah i'll get four beers it's fine you know yeah we're supporting our friends in <laughs> yeah supporting a charity yes yes let's do it yeah well they showed up and they had four four packs right which is eighty dollars <laughs> yeah which, which would have been fine. Which would have been fine. I've yeah, paid for eight, I've paid eighty dollars for booze before. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. Especially something that's going to charity. Yes, correct. And that's not the thing. It was just uh, I in my head said four. Uh, what was heard was, was four, four packs. packs. <laughs> yeah. You said four beers, a four pack. They, yeah. I think, they heard four, four packs. packs. Yeah. In. Um, so, so when yeah. we're here, I was like, oh, I just, I need to grab a 20 um, because I know like these guys are coming over and they're going to have this beer for right. me, to, me to purchase or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'll just go to the, so I grabbed like 50 bucks out of the ATM. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm standing there going, oh, it, only it's have 80. Four, it's I only 80. have 40. And Give me two. <laughs> what happened? I'm so sorry. And I, I felt bad. I, know, I felt because bad. Because here, you know, they were expecting to sell you an amount and then you're going, no, I don't want it. <laughs> and it wasn't that case. It was that you, in my head, it was only $20 what happened. And yeah. after you left, I real or after they left, yeah, I realized them. you said four beers. Yeah. They <laughs> no, heard four. four. Packs. Packs. Yeah. But right, communication. Communication. Yeah. 
Correct. Right. It, it's something as lighthearted and simple and easy. And it was as no that. big deal. Correct. It, it, it was, was no big deal. No, no big deal. I right. would have gladly given given them all eighty dollars. Yeah. Not a problem. Yes. Or they, which they said they had some friends that once they heard all the beer was gone, right were there, really bummed and yeah. you know, oh, I, we missed out. So they said, you know what, you do the two for forty. Yeah. The eight beers. <laughs> Um, and then they had friends that they were able to last second, you know, Hey, we got you some. So it worked out to, in everybody's favor. Yes. Um, but yeah, that man, communication, (laughs) communication. Uh, so, uh, speaking, uh, on the, the softball level, I had, uh, a, a parent be upset with another parent, uh, who uh, said some things that were misunderstood. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so this parent subsequently was upset. All right. Uh, coupled with the fact that this parent was upset, this parent started missing practices. And uh, then I wrote an email to all the people on this team and said, hey, guys, we need to start going to practice. Uh, we we want to rally around this team. Uh, please reach out to the coach. And this parent didn't reach out to the coach, didn't do anything. So uh, coupled with the miscommunication between what the parent heard, what eh, missing practices, and then not communicating back, I got the vibe this 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 parent was not no longer interested in playing on this team. So I took this team and told the coach, like, look, it looks like you need to go in a different direction. This parent's not no longer interested. Right. So we went in a different direction. And sure enough, this parent uh, came back and said, wait a minute, I wanted, I wanted to play on this team. And we're going, well, wait a minute. You quit coming to practices. You were upset. And you never responded. And you never communicated with us. And, and this parent goes, well, I didn't see that I had to. And I was like, well, wait a minute. It was very clear right here in the email. And, and this parent was like, I read the email three times and I didn't get anything out. Uh, right interpretation interpretation miscommunication what i said and what she heard were two different things correct yeah it was a miscommunication it was a miscommunication yeah which leads to a lot of drama (laughs) so much drama so much drama yeah um so yeah um i'm not sure what what i was getting at more than um Communication's yeah. important. Com- yeah. Just being extremely blatant and open. Yeah. And we struggle with that. That we assume even after how long have we been together? For fucking ever. Um, even after all of that time, we assume that the other one understands what we mean. And mm. you can't assume that. You can't. Because even after infinity amount of time together. Yes. I you put your own spin on things mm. and then you what read it said. differently. Your yeah. interpretation is misconstrued and yeah. then we're fighting. Yeah. And I have fine I have found myself now um even more so hyper conscious of it. So what people say and what I hear I have to cons- uh, consciously tell myself, well wait a minute, David. That's not what was said. There's not, that's not what's being communicated. Take things for what they are, face value. Um, people call me a stupid idiot bastard, McGillicuddy, and I need to just take that for what it is. Like they're upset right now or whatever. Well, you know? not even just that. that but maybe there's a chance I'm a stupid bastard McGillicuddy, you know. I'm also that too. I mean, you are a McGillicuddy. Okay. I don't know about the stupid bastard part. Okay. Um, but a lot of communication now is done in uh, messaging through yes, text, text or email yeah. or, you know, something where you're not face-to-face or mm. even phone calls. Phone calls, um, it's it's easy to still misinterpret mm. um, the tone in which someone is talking. Um, but definitely with text and email... Yeah. You can misread something very yeah. easily. Or just not read it in general. Correct. Just skip not read. over it. There's a lot of people that just don't read emails. 
just yeah, don't they, your texts too. Yeah. Yes, the, they just don't read them. Agreed, agreed. Um, but the you know the best conversations are the ones where you can have face to face, where you can read each other's body language, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, we can't always do that. And I know that for uh, this specific case with this one parent. Um, parents be parents. I know that they, they, whether for whatever reason, I shouldn't try to figure out what it is because they didn't tell me, but for whatever, for whatever reason, they were not taking your phone calls. Mm -hmm. Um, so there, that was definitely your, in to you, it was confirmation that they didn't want to be involved. They're not taking my phone calls. They don't want to be involved. And on the other end, who knows, maybe grandma was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So this is not my priority. Grandma is my priority. Mm -hmm. But they never took the time to communicate that either. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, communicate. We should just all get that tattooed on our forehead. Communication is key. Communication. It is key. So where... And I am um, not struggling with this, but I definitely, uh, when time is limited, where to dedicate your time that is the most important? You know, um, obviously, yeah, you want to dedicate your time to family, but you also make obligations too. You know, uh, obviously, you want to dedicate time to work because work is you know, what your livelihood is. So you have to carve out the maximum amount of time for that. Yeah. And then, you know, your family takes the the rest, right? So when you're doing uh, things outside of those two, those two things, uh, your your time allotment for that is very small. Yeah. Or you have to start carving out time out of those things. Right. And usually it's not work because you need that for your livelihood. Usually it's less family time. It's less family time. So where to dedicate my time? I find myself not struggling, but really uh, trying hard to make sure that I'm satisfying all the time in all the places. So, um, so much so that I'm going, okay, it's at three o'clock. I need to be here at three 30. I need to be here. Um, like my days are regimented by hours. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I got a hard stop at seven o'clock cause I got to be over here at this place to, to dedicate this much time to this, you know, um, when it used to be very fluid, Time was fluid. Daily, weekly, monthly. Yeah. My day was, uh, I found myself dedicating time to chopping wood. Uh, I don't know when I can fit in chopping wood (laughs) in my life right now. You cannot. (laughs) You liked doing that, though. It's something I enjoy doing. Chopping wood is something I really, really enjoy doing. I just don't have the time to do that because, yeah, I'm spending time dedicating to other kids and, uh, you know, teaching my kids how to play softball and all of those things, you know. Yeah. And then work and family and work and family and work and family. And then every once in a while I'll have to make dinner, you know. Well, that's part of family. (laughs) It's making dinner. It's feeding your faces. Yeah. Yeah. We're your family. <laughs> no, I. There, it is a struggle. And, you know, you, you... I feel like we both have the mentality of if you're going to do something, do it right. Um, and it, it's definitely okay to skimp sometimes or punt or, uh, you know, chicken patties and tater tots for dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to cook. We have to feed you, but it doesn't have to be extravagant. Um, and if you're going to, you know, sign up to be, if you're going to volunteer to be a coach for softball, it really should be more than just two hours once a week. You know, the getting batting practice in and getting fielding practice in and then the little bit of individual working with kids versus just everything being a team 
practice every time. Uh, yeah, if you're going to do it, do it right. Um, but there's only so much time in every day. Hmm. And there's other responsibilities that, you know, you you did sign up to help with softball in the baseball league. Uh, so there's meetings. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our daughter has a softball game and we have to drive separately so that you can leave early so you can be back for a meeting about her playing softball. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of being there with her while she's playing <laughs> softball. softball. Right. But it takes time to organize that stuff. It doesn't just happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So definitely uh, finding how you want to split up your time for different things. And then, you know, the the personal time, the uh, decompressing mentally and uh, just doing things for yourself. Um, I took a bath the other day. I hadn't taken a bath in a while. It was really, really nice to just sit and soak and quiet and no priorities other than relaxing. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. And I know that you don't get to do that as much. No, I don't. But, uh, blowing off steam. The other day I was really upset and I thought, I need a way, a positive way that I can blow off some steam. And I thought, ooh, going for a motorcycle ride would be really nice. But thing one, I don't drive motorcycles. Yeah, you, you need do. Me for that. Right, yeah. I need you for that. And I, oh, that's one of the things. Yeah, David does go for a motorcycle ride to blow off steam. Good mm-hmm. for you. That's a really constructive thing to do, which unfortunately, you were busy doing something else. You mm. were working. Yeah. When I wanted to blow off steam, so I had to figure out a different way to do that. You know, mm. that, yeah, managing your time hourly <laughs> is definitely for real yeah. right now. Yeah. And uh, so much so where um, I had a social obligation uh, to hang out with friends and family. You know, the kids need to go to the friend's house, and I had to go because I like to drink and socialize too as well. Uh, But the next morning, I was going on a trip to City Minor. Um, I had to take a day trip, so eight hours in a car with my friend um, to go pick up a couch. Yes. Yes. Uh, And the night before, we sat and watched a sports game uh, where there is a lot of ice and sticks and pucks uh, flying around the ice. Sounds like cricket. Yeah, it's hockey. Yeah. Oh, oh, (laughs) oh. Yeah, it was hockey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nevertheless, we watched this this game, and we had a bunch of libations. And uh, it's midnight, and I'm going, oh well, I got to be up at five o'clock in the morning. I need to go home and go to bed uh, because I'm taking an eight hour trip. And um, taking an eight hour road trip with your friend, my friend's a nice guy. I love the guy. He he, uh, uh, he was grateful enough to let us borrow his truck so we could go get. Uh, the, the, the couch that we needed to get, um, uh, nevertheless, um, yeah, I was exhausted, mm-hmm. you know, five hours in a truck with this guy, uh, doing this thing, uh, sorry, eight hours in a truck, uh, four hours each way, uh, doing this thing. It was hard. That was hard. And, uh, yeah, as soon as I got home, I was going, I just want to lay down. I just want to go to sleep. I just want to. And um, I couldn't. It was just, there was no way. I got home. I had to put the cabinet away. But the only way to get the cabinet was away, to, away was to clean out the garage. The, rearrange the, it. Rearrange the garage. Uh, so it took another three hours to rearrange the garage. And then finally, when I was done doing that... I sat down for a minute and then realized that my kids were bored and they wanted to go play. They wanted to go do something. And they had been sitting around all day doing nothing. So they didn't understand that dad was tired and he would, you know, oh, I'd been on the road all day. All right, come on. Let's go play. Let's go hit 
softballs. Let's go hit softballs, you know. Uh, let's go do something. So when I laid down, finally, uh, just out. I think it took 28 seconds. Yeah. That was one of those before your head even hit the pillow. Yeah, I was it, sleeping. It was yeah. I was tired. And uh, even more so tonight. I feel even more tired tonight. Uh, just catching catching back up on the sleep. Yeah. Um, but friends, I do not recommend taking an eight-hour road trip anywhere. Uh, I mean, you've done it before and you'll do it again. Yeah. And they're not fun. It's just really a lot worse when you're hungover and you only got five hours of mm. sleep. I only think it was that. I think it was like four. Yes, knowing you. Because mm. just because you laid down at one time doesn't mean that you slept the whole time you were laying there. You're really bad about that, really good about that. I don't know how to say what I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, so do you have anything? I know this one's a little short, but uh, like I just said, friends, I'm a wee bit tired. No, I think that it's okay. Life is catching up to us and we're living it in real time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. And that's, yeah. And uh, yeah, so much so that we had to carve out time to do this thing. I mean, we always have to carve out time for this. Yeah, and we love doing it though. Yes, so no no song this week. I think we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. Uh, time is time is catching up to us. Uh, thank you, friends. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for spending your time with us. Uh, thank you for um, being you. Thank you for doing all the things that you do on a daily basis and uh, wherever you're spending your time or whatever you're dedicating to. Uh, we hope that you're doing it well and um, that you see the, the fruits of those labors. So thank you. And uh, we didn't talk any DMB news this week. That's okay. Yeah, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Uh, think, uh, please find us anywhere you download podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Um, I think Google Play, uh, Weird Beard reached out to us. Okay. And said Google Play may no longer be a thing. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's not how I listen to my podcast, so. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah. We're on a new, uh, platform, so good, good pods. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll they take change, it. yeah, we're on that. So you know, find us at Good Pods uh, is an app, whatever. I'm gonna <laughs> look it up. Yeah, Stitcher and all of those things. Wherever, ev- anywhere you want us to be, we will put ourselves there. We promise. Just let us know. <laughs> Just let us know. We'll creep right in. <laughs> and uh, friends, tell friends. Uh, if you are listening to us right now, we consider you a friend and we want to be friends with your friends. So please tell a friend. Nothing helps us grow our audience more um, than friends tell friends. I know this is a weird, odd show. Uh, we have been likened to, I don't know. Uh, uh, Monty Python. I don't know. It's so random. <laughs> it's so random and weird. <laughs> and, you know, like, uh, people oh, are... it's probably more like Saturday Night Live because sometimes mm-hmm. there's hits, sometimes there's misses. No, well, actually, Seinfeld. <laughs> we get, oh yeah. Yeah, we get we get we get labeled as Seinfeld a lot. Oh, I, we gotta step up our game then. <laughs> it's very odd, uh, very odd uh, pairing. But I guess we are very Seinfeld esque. Okay. <laughs> and please uh, try three of them if you're listening for the first time. There's three episodes in there. Pick a couple few uh, funny titles, um, and uh, I think we can get re- get it right for you after three of them. So um, thank you, thank you. Uh, and speaking of thank you, I want to say thank you to Team Tech and Team Sound and Team Music for doing all the things you do, so we can do the things that we do. And uh, thank you to R for I don't know why right now. Thank you, D. You don't know why either. Yeah, for multiple things. For multiple things? Yeah. For if you're going to do something, you do it right. You know, for even though you were really tired, that you knew the correct way to put the cabinet away in the garage was to just clean it out and do it right. So just do it and get it done. Yes. Thank you. I was so tired. I was so tired. 
Mm-hmm. 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 And that means you. And we hope you enjoy our podcast too. Don't believe anything we say. We were all bullshit today. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.